Hi, Olivia. Welcome to the Members of One Another podcast. Thank you for agreeing to allow me to interview you, especially as a young mother of two children. I'm sure your time is quite limited. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm good. That's good. Did you do anything special? Not really. <laughs> okay. No, well, mundane is good, you know. Sure, you, you appreciate the quietness. Um, <laughs> so I have a few questions here for you. And I guess we can just go ahead and dive right in. We don't have too long today, just about half an hour. So why don't we go ahead and get started? Okay. Okay. So uh, you've been a member at Vinewood CFC for, for a while now. Can you tell me how you kind of came to find the church and how long you've been here? Uh, this, well, so CFC is actually my parents' church, so I grew up at CFC, but, um, in college, I attended a different church for a while, um, where I met you, my husband, (laughs) and then we were at that church, um, and it wasn't until probably end of 2019, I think, that we decided to come back to CFC, um, yeah, and I think just, um, I think we were really moved um, to stay because I think the Lord was really gracious in that, like the timing of service was actually exactly the time that we could make given um, at the time our um, Peter's health issues and um, schedule. So that's actually part of why we stayed, but I think we were also just um, touched by the love that and warmth that the body showed us too at that time. Mm. Um, so that's why we stayed and we've been here ever since yeah yeah just about maybe three years now I guess um, mm-hmm. but most of that was was I mean at least half of that was through pandemic how was that uh, <laughs> that's true a lot of it was during COVID I think we were only here for a few months before COVID hit and I think honestly it actually wasn't that bad because um I think with Peter's health issues, it was actually easier to be at home at first, um, but it was kind of hard to get to know the body like more. I'm thankful we had that summer retreat, right? Oh, winter retreat? We had winter retreat right before the pandemic hit. So I think that was like an opportunity to get to know some of the body a little bit better before the pandemic hit. And I think that actually really made a big difference. Um, I think like it was just a testament to God's love um, that a lot of the sisters actually, and even, and some of the brothers too, um, like reached out and actually, honestly, I didn't reach out that much to that many people. It was more of the body that was already at Vinewood that reached out to me and continued to kind of um, check in on um, me and our family Mm. um, and love on us. And I think that was really sweet. Um, Though I am much happier to be going back to church in person um (laughs) yeah but definitely it's an adjustment yeah yeah super thankful to be able to fellowship with the body in person um i guess is is one of the topics of our podcast (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um it's great yeah thanks for sharing yeah you know how you came to the church and how your experience has been kind of in, in the early time and even now um it's really heartwarming to hear how much the body has loved us. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I hope we can do the same for, for the rest of the body as, as we, um, as the Lord wills, you know. Yeah. Um, I think the next question for you is how did you get saved? Like, how did you 
you know, how the Lord saved you? How did you find the mm. faith? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, so, uh, as you know, uh, as I shared earlier, uh, CSC was my parents' church. So actually, I grew up going to church and my parents are really solid believers. They were really wonderful and like really godly parents. Um, I like really greatly respect them and they really, all throughout my childhood, they really showed me like, I guess they demonstrated God's love and they were always quick to point back to the Lord and to point me back to the Lord. Um, but I think just personally, I had a lot of, I wouldn't say doubts. I think I never really doubted that God existed, but I think I had a lot of wrestlings um, before the Lord. And I think that um, I didn't really see the Christian faith as my own. It was more of my parents. And I personally wrestled with God um, because I I think due to certain um experiences in my early, very early childhood, um, mm-hmm. I just felt like I don't, like it was hard for me to believe that God was truly a good God and that like Jesus came to save me mm-hmm. and that I even needed saving in a sense because I think I just saw other people's sin very clearly, but I didn't see my own sin. And mm-hmm. I think I just felt um, very hurt by what had happened. And I felt like, oh, if God really loved me, like my parents said, like, why would he let these things occur? Why would he let these things happen? So I think I had a really hard time understanding my own sinfulness um, for a long time. And it probably wasn't until, uh, I mean, I think the Lord was always working, but I don't think it was until um, high school that um, I think I really started to see my own sinfulness and my own, the hypocrisy in my own life. Um, And I think I was also, another really big factor, I think, at the time was that, um, the youth counselors actually made a really big difference. The youth counselors mm-hmm. that led Agape. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was, her name was Sandy. Um, she just, she was really great because she was like, she was very honest with me and she was always very straightforward. Um, she was like straight, but like not unloving. Like she wasn't harsh, mm-hmm. but she was just very real with me. And I think I really appreciated that because I think growing up in the church, a lot of people were always like, oh, you're such a like, good child or you're doing mm-hmm. things. Right. And they, they mean well and they're very sweet, right? But I think Stanley yeah. coming in didn't have all those like previous images of me growing up and being in the church and like wanting to serve. She just like, she saw me for me and she saw me for a person who was struggling with my faith and who was a sinner and wrestling with that sin before the Lord. Mm. And so she really took the time to kind of disciple me and talk with me through um, questions I had through um, sins I was struggling with. And I think that made a really big difference. And there was also at a time a mission trip to Taiwan. And I think just a lot of different things that the Lord used to yeah. basically bring me before him to see that I am a sinner. And that it's not just like sin breaks the world, but I am broken mm. and that I deserve death. And I have no way to save myself and nothing I do um, is good. Honestly, nothing I, I do can save me or help me. And only Christ is only by Christ's blood and perfect life and death and resurrection that I can be saved and reconciled to God. And I think, yeah, I think that was a huge shift. In, and I think that's when I would really say that like, the, I think, yes, of course, God was always working in my life. But I think that is probably the moment I really was like, oh, I, I want to be 
a Christian and I, I, Mm -hmm. this faith is my own and I want to know this God who, who loves me and who sent Christ to die for me. And I think like, um, of course, like in our Christian walk, right? Um, Salvation is one point in time, but sanctification is continual. And I think there was a lot of stuff that happened in college in which the Lord used to sanctify me and grow me and grow me in his love in love for his word and him and the body and, and even trusting God's goodness and even past college. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of how I got saved. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Um, or how the Lord saved me. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah no, no, the phrasing is just good too. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about sanctification a little bit later, but I, I did want to ask um, just a little bit more. So you mentioned that like there's some, you know, godly important figures in your life like your parents mm-hmm. and Sanley and mm-hmm. it sounds like you know retroactively after getting saved you kind of appreciated not only their example but also the things that they said to you and their teaching mm-hmm. um i was just wondering like do you did you feel that way growing up like even even before getting saved did you feel like like this is like you know the truth this is good you know this is like helpful or was it kind of like, oh, like they're just my parents, you know, they're, they're like, you know, I've heard this before, things like mm. that. Like, how, how was that um, kind of experience for you kind of living alongside very godly people, maybe without being saved? Yeah. Um, I think I took it a lot for granted. Mm. I think um, I was very, like, I navel gazed a lot. Like, I think I was, like, very self-pitying because of things that had happened. Um, and it kind of made me blind to a lot of the blessings and a lot of the privilege that I had. Mm. Um, and so growing up, I think, I, I, think I, I really wish I noticed more. Like I, I, I wish I had seen how many godly mm. people were around me, all the uncles and aunties at church and like how much they loved the Lord and how much their lives like witnessed. And like to me, and others of like God's amazing, incredible love and like his redemptive power, right. To change, to truly change people. Right. And like mm-hmm. sanctify. And I think growing up, honestly, I think I was a pretty self-absorbed child <laughs> and like a teen probably. So I didn't notice that much, honestly. Um, and I think like part of me always felt like there aren't, other answers like nothing else offers answers except for, like true answers except for the bible everything else just tells me you have to work harder or be better to be mm-hmm. saved mm-hmm. and only the bible was like no you can't do anything to be saved right. like no one is good but god i think that is just so different from the rest of the religions i had heard about or studied or learned about in high school mm-hmm. and middle school um and so I think, like, I never really doubted that Christianity was true, but I think it just never felt personal to me um, for a long time. And I think I, there would be moments, like, especially at retreats, where I'd be like, oh, like, I want to know you, God. I, I do. I want to know you. But I think living it out day to day, it just didn't really impact me that much. Or, like, I, I, I feel like a lot of people at school would categorize me as Christian, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, Olivia's Christian. Um, but I don't think, I think I was more like a Pharisee and I was more like stuck up in, and self-absorbed in my privilege and whatever, in my hurts, whatever, um, than really understanding 
and valuing how beautiful the gospel was. I don't know. Does that answer your question? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's a good, um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you definitely touched on a lot of important topics there. And I think that spiritual blindness is definitely true. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, praise the Lord that, you know, after he has uh, removed those blinders, like we can, you know, appreciate all the blessings mm. that he has poured out into our lives. Um, yeah. Yeah, even when we didn't didn't understand or appreciate yeah. it. And I, and I think, like, it's a continual process, right? Because I think often I still don't understand fully. Mm-hmm, um, I don't know if I ever will. Um, because I still struggle, right? And I still right. wrestle. I, mean, I think we will always be wrestling with sin. But even, like, with thankfulness, um, even though the Lord is so gracious to me and so abundantly merciful and good, uh, it's still hard, right? Um, and, and you, of course, as my husband know this, um, yeah, like sometimes it's, it is much easier for me to focus on what is difficult and the challenges for me than it is to see the constant, to constantly see the beauty of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. To keep my eyes yeah. fixed on him and to like behold how beautiful he is and like how amazing God's word is and like, even though I know from my past experiences and, like, just everything, not just my experiences, right, but, like, that God's Word is so good, it's still sometimes hard for me to turn to the Word, even though intellectually yeah. I know that's what I need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's a constant, like, lifting of the blinders, right? like, praying <laughs> and, like, bringing things before the Lord and the Lord being so gracious as to turn my heart back to Him and keep my heart on him. Yeah. Amen. No, that's, a, that's a great segue into our, our topic of sanctification. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you alluded to this a little bit earlier. You mentioned like, you know, some of the things in college and afterwards really impacted your, your walk with the Lord. Um, I guess like if you were to name maybe, maybe one of them, like what has been an important moment in your faith after getting saved and mm. how has that changed your walk with Christ? Um, well, one really early one, like right when I got to college, not right when I got to college, maybe like a year or two in, mm-hmm. um, was actually at our old church, Evangel. Um, and I think just like the people there really knew the word of God and really loved the word of God. Um, and they lived differently. They really did. Like they did in gossip. They like... They loved wholeheartedly and they loved so sacrificially. I think that was actually a huge change. It was like a huge shift to me because I think I knew a lot of people who profess Christ and you probably are Christian, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they just didn't live in a way that took the gospel so seriously and really saw it as beautiful. And I think like it made me realize I didn't see the gospel nearly as beautifully and as wonderfully and as powerfully as it is. Um, sorry, was that grammatically correct? Whatever, but <laughs> you get the Yeah, and I think that was actually a huge shift for me because it there were still sins or things that I held on to um, or relationships that I was holding on to that weren't good um, or like weren't God honoring. Um, hmm. And like, I think just the gentle rebuke the loving rebuke the loving not just rebuke right but the the walking alongside me Mm. um was really really impactful those first couple years 
through really through thick and thin through my <laughs> like laughing with them or even like raging at them <laughs> at my brothers and sisters they stay with me and they really took so seriously the commitment to the local body and I think that really made a big impact on me because I think I had originally seen the church as kind of like oh like you get what you get from it and like you kind of move on when you want something else and that's what I did right I I left my old church CFC right to go find a new church because that's what everyone was doing and I didn't realize how important the local body is. Yeah, like um, a so I think that was a, mentality or something. Yeah. And I think that was actually a huge shift because they took so seriously their commitment to me um, in the local body and, like, to the believers around them. And, like, just the – I think it's always – it will always stick with me, the idea that they're, like – I think some – a brother and sister has said – like, they, they had said to me, uh, multiple people, like, like – we want to grow old with you. Like we want to walk with you like mm -hmm. up until the Lord comes back or he takes us home. Mm -hmm. And no one had ever said that to me before. Um, and so I think that was a huge, huge shift in my faith. Um, so yeah, that's one. And then I think yeah. the, the other would just be um, probably after getting married and having kids, I think that was, uh, <laughs> or having Peter. Yeah, I think that yeah. was a really challenging time for my faith mm -hmm. um, because it really revealed in my own heart maybe the ways the prosperity gospel had influenced me in the sense of like um, when facing great sorrow or great pain, um, I realized that like maybe I was pursuing the Lord more for his blessing or even expecting his blessing mm. for obeying him. Yeah. When that is such an idolatrous and wrong and wicked thought to have and perspective to have. Like God doesn't owe me anything. Mm. In fact, I owe everything to him. I think that was really, really challenging time in my life, as you know. And I think just your patient <laughs> walking with me through that um, and really, really loving me and wanting to lead me and pointing me back to scripture. And I think that was a really big change because for the first time, like, I saw even more the depths of my sin, not even all of it, right? But just a little bit more right. and it terrified me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it really broke my heart before the Lord, but I think it also humbled me a lot and it made me realize like, yeah, I, I for the first time I can truly say I'm the worst person I know. Mm. Um, yeah. And it was heartbreaking. It was so hard. And yet God is so good because He's he saved me, right? And he knew that would happen. He he knows even more of my sin. Yeah. Um, and yet he, he saved me and he loves me and he calls me his child. And so I think that really, really, really changed my relationship with the Lord too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, thanks for sharing. That's definitely some yeah tough tough lessons to learn, but. And praise the Lord for His grace and His loving kindness that it's from everlasting to everlasting. And yeah. He's persevered you and, and preserved you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm sensing a bit of a theme here. You know, you mentioned your parents, you mentioned Stanley, you mentioned, you know, members of the body, mm. uh, and your husband. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like, you know, you, you've had a lot of people in your life who have really influenced you. Um, 
and praise be to God in, in, in the right ways, right? It seems like they pointed you back to Christ and walked yeah. with you. Mm. Um, yeah, like, it, it, I think that's just a wonderful testament to the way that the, the Lord uses fellowship in the body. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I mean, none of us can ever walk alone, right? God didn't tell us to walk alone, right? He told us to run the race together. Um, not to say that, like, your, your faith is individual, right? It definitely is. And, like, my faith is my own. It's not like I'm going to stand before God and it's going to be like, oh, like, your husband was faithful, so therefore, you know. <laughs> but I do think, like... Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. But, like, I think it is just really... It's really hard to, to walk alone. Um, and I don't mm. think I could have walked alone. And I think the Lord knew that. And he was always walking with me, even at times when I thought I was alone. But I think I am really, really, truly so blessed because God has always brought people beside me mm. that I can walk with or who can walk with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so, so speaking of people who can walk alongside you, um, how can people get to know you? How can people like, you know, reach out to you, even logistically, like what's the best method to get to know you, mm. um, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Facebook message is great. Texting me is great. I can say my number now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll save the private information for, for okay, Friday. <laughs> okay. Or, you know, just like visiting um, us and, um, or like offering to babysit our kids. But um, I'm a pretty open book. I'm always willing to chat if, and listen um, if someone wants to. But I think it just, it really makes uh, a big impact to me if someone like reaches out and just asks how I'm doing. Hmm. Um, or just even shares with me what they're learning. Because honestly, usually I am most encouraged when someone shares with me what they're learning. Because it usually applies to my life too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it beautiful how that works? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I think of. Okay. Yeah. So like messenger, how about, how about in person? Is there a way to, Oh yeah. In person would be yeah. great. I mean, like I think Sundays are honestly kind of tough because we're, we're always mm. busy with the little ones. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think it would make a really big difference if someone, if I came up to me after service and wanted to chat and just wanted to ask how things are going. Um, yeah. Once again, Anyone is always welcome to drop by our house. Once I probably shouldn't say our address on here. Again, more private information. But I mean, for the church, I think it's like public information. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think I want all believers to know, especially in the local body, that they are family. Right? I'm going to spend eternity with you. Mm. Uh, might as well get to know you now. <laughs> <laughs> like. That I do want to get to know people, and even though there are like logistical challenges with kids, like mm. I do, I do want to know the body. I do want to love the body better. And yeah. I don't expect that to be on other people, though. I like, I do, I, I think I have to do that too. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's it's yeah. An, it's a great point. It's an important point that you have children. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything that you can let the body know? Because I, I feel like you know, if you don't have children, it might be hard to understand how to you know interject yourself in a family's life or you know you might be scared to or like you think they're too busy or you know there's there's a lot of things that might Mm, uh, be hard to kind of 
engage a family. So yeah. is there anything you can say about things that might make that easier or yeah. for you personally? Um, or I don't know if this makes it easier, but I do want to say that like, if you're at Vinewood, like you are a priority to me and mm-hmm. to not just to me, to our family. Right. Um, and it isn't a bother. It's always a joy. Even when like to have a brother and sister over, um, like you don't have to come to help. You don't have to come to babysit. You can just come to chill, um, <laughs> play games or whatever. But I love that. We love that. And we're encouraged by that. And like, we want to know you guys. Um, we want to know the body better. And you all are a priority. Um, I don't know if that helps, but don't be scared. We're not scared. Scary. We don't bite. I'm very squishy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's very sweet. Um, well, we're just about at our time for today. Uh, is there anything, last words you would like to say to encourage the local body? Again, this is a podcast for the members of our local church. So um, now's your chance if you want to, you know, encourage them in any specific way or you have any words for them. Uh, mm, I feel like I should have thought about this. <laughs> but, um I don't know. I think I just think of what I've been thinking about. Um, I think I've been reflecting on the power of the gospel, um, which sounds like so cliche, but really, like, I think I've been really um, reflecting on, like, biblical counseling specifically and sanctification Hmm. and how the gospel really can change our lives 180, not just from when we're saved, but continually. Um, and so I think I want to encourage the body to remember that, like, the Holy Spirit is so powerful. Um, yeah, the Holy Spirit is so powerful. God is so powerful. And there is no sin that cannot be overcome that Christ has not already defeated. Um, and yeah, we may struggle, but there also is a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think we have to struggle with certain sins for life. I think I used to think that. And I think I used to think... Um, I just need to pray that God removes these thorns. But no, there are active steps um, and practical things we can do um, through the grace of God um, to fight these sins. And I think like recently, the past couple of years, God has given me tremendous, tremendous victories. Um, Not to say that I don't think I still struggle with these things or will ever struggle, but honestly, tremendous victories over sins that I struggled with for over a decade. Mm. Um, wow, praise the Lord. But then, of course, new sins come up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm more aware of other things. Um, or, I don't know, but I think that I want to encourage the body to remember that, like, you don't, and you won't struggle with sin forever. Mm. Um, and we will be made new, and even on this side of eternity, we can fight and we can have victory um, through the Lord, through his amazing grace. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's just something I've been really thinking about recently. Yeah. Man, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's super encouraging and wonderful to hear. Um, well, why don't I, I pray for us and close our time here today. Thank you so much for, again, allowing me to interview you. <laughs> oh, thanks for interviewing me. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. That's right. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time that we have to hear from Olivia and just how powerfully you've worked in her life. 
Thank you that the power of the gospel can be on display, that you can use her to remind us all that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, mm. that there is power in the gospel, that you have removed our sins as far as the east is from the west um, by the blood and sacrifice of the perfect lamb, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all the godly people that you've put in Olivia's life. Thank you for all the ways that they have influenced her to walk with you. Thank you for keeping her and strengthening her through the various trials of her life. Um, I pray that her faith would be made complete, that you would finish the good work that you have started in her, and that you would equip her for every good work that you have prepared for her beforehand. We thank you just for this time that we've had, and pray that it would be encouragement to the body. Uh, pray that a local body would be strengthened, um, not only by her words, but yeah, just the fellowship that we can share in day-to-day -day life together. Um, pray for your Holy Spirit to move within us to help us to be united in one body, one baptism, one spirit, and to love the brethren as ourselves. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this time again. Uh, we pray many blessings upon Olivia and her family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank All right. you. Thanks, Olivia. Okay, bye. Bye.